Hey, I'm John Mellis. This is episode five of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The show designed to take you from zero to hero in the business networking world. Now, I am not a networking expert. In fact, I'm, I'm not any kind of expert, and that's why you should stick around, because in the next few minutes, I will undoubtedly prove there is no such thing as a stupid question by asking pretty much everything you've ever wanted to know but may have been afraid to pose yourself. So here we are uh, at episode five. You're on a podcast about business networking and what it can do for you, including, most importantly, when you new trade. Now, if you've stumbled upon us and you're thinking, I'm a bit scared about the idea of networking, or I've got all these reservations, or maybe I don't actually think this will work and do what it says in the tin. Well, we've already covered all of that in the first four episodes. <laughs> so my uh, my childish recommendation to you is to go back and have a proper binge after checking out this episode. I've enlisted an expert in the field of networking, someone who's made their living through it, Andrew Smith of Aberdeen Business Network. And we're going through the process of what to do before, during, after, and ever after a networking event. In just a moment, we get stuck into the after section. But if you want to catch up on all the good stuff so far, episodes one through four are absolutely loaded to the gunnels with information, tips, do's and don'ts, which will get you up to speed. And you can find our entire back catalogue on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Search Cows Not Cow on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Search Cows Not Cow. Please feel free to rate and review us, but only if it's the five-star stuff. Anything less, don't bother. Uh, make sure you subscribe as well. And that way, once you're all caught up, you'll get our fresh new episodes every week. And now, he's the man responsible for our show from Aberdeen Business Network. It's Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. And you. Now, I think you've done an excellent job so far in taking us through everything that we need to know to maximize the value of our networking, as well as maybe allaying any fears that we might have had about certain situations which could arise in the networking environment, like being tongue-tied or scared there'd be no one there to talk to. I now feel that I could assess whether a group of people was open to me joining the conversation and what to say once I got across there. I'm more confident in my knowledge of the skills required to plan in advance of the event and what to do once there. Uh, in episode five, though, we are exiting the event and moving on to the after networking section. So what specifically are we covering in this episode? For the follow-up section, how to follow up effectively, uh, we're going to cover, uh, first of all, why bother? Why bother spending time after the event doing that? What's so important about following up? How to follow up? Um, there are a couple of important points on how not to follow up, uh, when to take things to the next stage, perhaps uh, meet for a coffee, virtual or real world, uh, and then how we can all use social media to keep developing these new business relationships. Okay, so at the top of your list, following up after an event, why bother? I suppose um, one of the things I'd ask here as well, Andrew, is are we following up on all the contacts that we made at the event or only some? And if so, um, how do we identify who to follow up with? It, the why bother, it, it's an absolute must, the follow-up after a networking event, because it's relationship building. A relationship is not built or sufficiently developed by a five-minute chat at a networking event. That's important, but it needs more than that. And to do that, that's why we, we need to then follow up to develop the relationship further. It is a bit that's, that's missed you know, very, very often, 
Uh, I hear some networkers say I meant to, to follow up, but I was just too busy. Well, I must get round to that. And it's three weeks after the after the event. But it's so important to, to do that. If you had a, a good meeting, you know, with one introducer or one prospect, uh, you know, you would you know you look to follow up after that. So when you've maybe met eight or ten or fifteen people, then you should absolutely put the time uh, aside for that. And I would recommend marking off the time to do that to make sure it happens. Setting aside maybe half an hour to an hour the next day, if it's in the diary, it's much more likely to happen. In terms of, of who to follow up with, I would never suggest um, you know, everyone on the on the delegate list. Let's say we maybe spoke with, with 15 people you know, at the, at the event, and that ranged from people that we knew in very brief interactions. This is a sort of quick, hello, how are you doing in the, you know, in the passing? Then I would say you don't necessarily need to follow up with them, although you might choose to, especially for new contacts and one where there's been a conversation that's been a bit longer, been a bit more substantial, just in, you know, hello, nice to meet you, what is it you do? Conversation developed that little bit further. Uh, these are the ones where I would, would recommend the, the follow-up. So not necessarily everybody that we've met, um, but the new contacts, definitely, and everyone that we've had a, a more significant conversation with, and definitely where some action points have been agreed. Okay, as in just about everything network-related, there, there's a right and a wrong way to go about it. Um, so what are the do's for following up, um, the correct way to, to go about doing this? It's due on time for a start, as a, as a touched on. Uh, doing it three weeks after the event, that doesn't work. You know, people have have moved on with the best of all in the world. They've pretty much forgotten about you, you know, by that time, because they've been doing so much in the previous three weeks. I would recommend setting that side of time, uh, that time aside, either the next day or certainly within 48 hours to, to have that time to get in touch. I still recommend keeping it simple, you know, where I've seen the most effective networking event follow-ups, uh, sending a quick email. And the gist of that email is say, to say, hi, John, just a quick note to say, it was nice to meet you at the networking event yesterday. Hope we get the chance to meet again soon, Andrew. And that's it. Only other thing I'd recommend adding in here, and this will make you stand out as well, is and it shows also whether you've been listening or not, whether you've been paying attention or not, if I can remember someone from the conversation so that I'm saying in the middle of that, saying, you know, uh, have a great uh, have a great holiday, all the best, you know, this weekend, hope the house move goes well, you know, enjoy the football, whatever it might be. If you can put something in, in there, then that's very, very powerful indeed. So I'd recommend the, the email, uh, try, you know, try to personalise it. And if there are actions, if I've said, oh, I know somebody there, John, I'm going to get back to that. I have to do that. We've talked before about no like trust relationships and we really move on the trust part of it, the key part of it. If I've said, I'm going to find out more and introduce you to X, I have to then go and do it. So I'm getting back to you and saying, I have John, and here's my contact's email address, then please get in touch. Only other thing I would add in, I think is very important to follow up these days, is to make the connections on social media. So it looks at it like, uh, like LinkedIn and, and Twitter, Facebook business pages, and that's so quick and easy to do, and then to, to make the connections following on from the emails that have been sent. And I suppose at the opposite extreme, Andrew, and I tried to think what's coming up here, um, what about the, the wrong way? What's in the file of how not to follow up? I have seen one or two shockers over the years. 
Uh, and some may argue that it's better to follow up badly than not to follow up at all. I probably disagree with that because I've seen some that are that are so bad. The time thing I've mentioned for us for a start. If you leave it one, two, three weeks, are you going to do it? You know, probably, probably not. Where I have seen it going wrong is if it then becomes a sales pitch. If it's quite clearly, you know, a template that's going out, uh, and it's you know it may start saying it was really nice to meet you at an event, John. But then it's a sales pitch after that, and then there's multiple information, you know, piece of information attached. That doesn't work in relationship building. If somebody's expressed interest in what you do, they really want to find out more. Of course, you'd put that in. But if it's a general networking relationship, networking chat, then you do not want to then turn it into a sales pitch. Probably the other major mistake that I've that I've seen, and again, you know, it's a relatively small minority of the time. Is where I've been a recipient of an email that's been sent out to everyone that that person has met at the event, and it doesn't even have you know my name or anybody else's name at the top of it. It's just that one email that's blasted out to everyone, exactly the same email, a group email. If we're trying to build relationships, that makes no one feel good, and it's kind of like saying, "Yeah, it was fine meeting you, but I don't have the time." you know, to send you a very short personalized email, you're getting lumped in with everybody else. These two don't work. The short, slightly personalized email and social media connections, that does not take a lot of time, but it's much, much more effective. A lot of this seems to be, like in, in all things, a lot of it seems to be common sense. Uh, in this in this following up process, though, When's the right time to, to suggest meeting again for a coffee? In that second email, or do you wait a little bit? That is one that, that we've, we're asked quite regularly. And I, I believe that it's when, when you both feel there's more to come from the conversation, that's when you should ask if you fancy meeting for a, for a coffee. If I would say it's likely, if you're thinking, well, it'd be good to catch up with, good to catch up with her, the chances are if you receive a follow-up email first, She'll probably be suggesting that anyway. So if you've got a feel, you know, based on, on a short conversation at an event that you'd like to develop the conversation a bit further, the chances are the other person will probably feel the same way. So don't hesitate then to send that email uh, in the follow-up email, say, really enjoyed our conversation. It'd be good to have the chance to, to chat a little bit more if you want to do that and you've got the, the time to do that as well. Or it could be a slower build. And as the emails maybe go backwards and forwards, you then, uh, you know, somebody will say, this is great, you know, chat and email, we give time to meet for a coffee. But I think both parties will know. It's not going to be all 15 people that you've met at the event. It won't even be eight of the people you've met for the first time. It might be, be down to four, three, two. We're going to develop these key relationships faster if you both make time to have that chat on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I noticed here as well, Andrew, you mentioned using social media. You, you alluded to it slightly earlier too, as a way to keep developing new business relationships. Uh, what do you mean by that exactly, though? I think that, that, that social media can play a, a huge part in relationship building. I believe that on its own, it's it's not enough. Um, in the same way, just attending networking events and no follow-up is not enough. It's when you combine the, the two, um, that each part will positively affect the other one. So what I mean is if, you know, after we've met, uh, I've then sent a follow-up email connected on, on social media, it then means on like some you know, LinkedIn feed and Twitter feed, 
I'm then going to find out more about you, what's going on, what's going on with you, what you're interested in. So as well as me, keep, you know, seeing what's going on with you, I can then show interest in what's going on with you, you know, through likes and through comments. And that develops the relationship as well. So if then we might decide to meet for a coffee and we've got a bit more to talk about, or we might see each other at an event, you know, the next week or the next month. But again, we've got more to talk about. So the relationship's developing faster. So I don't believe that the best networking can be done purely on social media. And I don't believe the best networking can be done by purely focusing on the, on the event. I think social media used correctly is a blessing for developing relationships. Just another way, other platforms to develop effective relationships. Just another string jubile. Brilliant. Okay. And uh, what are we moving on to next time, Andrew? It's on to the, the next stage, uh, ever after, how to develop relationships in the, the ever after part. It sounds very ominous, you know, like, can I ever get a break from this? Will I ever get peace? <laughs> However, this is what we're trying to achieve. The relationship doesn't end at the end of the event. It doesn't end after follow-up email or even after that coffee. We're trying to develop ongoing, two-way, mutually beneficial relationships that are long-term. And that's why yeah, I've got some tips to share in terms of keeping the relationship developing on an ongoing basis. I just wonder if it involves looking at property together. Um, I'm <laughs> John- not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Mellis. Thank you for joining us today for Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. If you found it useful, please rate and recommend us. And remember, please subscribe on Apple or whenever you get your podcast. And then that way you get the show every week with all the good stuff, the hints and the tips for free, exactly what you want when you need it. And if you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen in Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences, and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. 